Hey Kwame. Hey Mame. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do this then. You are listening to the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of an Immigrant podcast. Coming to you live from Malmo. Yeah, coming to you live from Malmo. Mm -hmm. I think in the last episode we were in Stockholm. Yep. But today we are back home. In Malmo. Yeah. How does it feel to be back? I love it here. As compared to Stockholm. Mm, No, I I miss Stockholm. I think I really do. I didn't think I'll miss it this much. Really? Yeah. What do you miss about Stockholm? It's too quiet here. Really? I mean, it was too busy there too. I I guess I don't even know what I want (laughs) anymore. (laughs) You know this about me. I always don't know what I want. It's really confusing. I like it here in my work. Yeah. As compared to Stockholm. Yeah, because I think it's a bit quiet. You yeah. like it when it's a bit quiet. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I do miss Stockholm. I don't know. I think the fact that I felt like I wasn't home mm-hmm. and I was out on an adventure made mm-hmm. it nice. Okay. Maybe not to live there. Okay. But, okay. Know, I agree with myself. On, yeah, yeah. To be going on, knowing that you're away from home and you're doing something exciting and every day. Also on vacation, we're yeah. on vacation too, yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm, but yeah, I do miss Stockholm though. Mm. Although I don't miss their metros and their, you know, pendel talk. It was too, yeah. not just Wokwam, it was hot in it. Yeah. It was so hot, anytime, you know, we enter, I'm like sweating so bad. But the difference is that in Skona, in our... Uh, Polka talks. That's our, our trains and our buses. Our AC works very well. I so think, that's um, the difference. Some few days ago, we were actually talking about it. When we joined the bus, we were like, ah, this is yeah. not Stockholm. <laughs> and then I was like, so why is it that in Stockholm, like, they don't make the AC work? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are not aware that it's warm inside. Or maybe we are the odd ones because we've been too pampered in Skona. Mm-hmm. We see mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's about that. But. Well, I, I sort of miss Stockholm. Mm, okay. We should go again soon nope. to visit. Yeah, nope for me. Why? I think I've visited and explored a lot of areas in Stockholm, so and I'm done enough. with that. Yeah, so I'll move on to the next <laughs> chapter. So we we'll find the next city to go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I mean, I do well, and uh, now my vacation is also over. Yep, and I'm going and to work tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it's. It's like a very strange situation here too. Mm-hmm. I miss the routine of going to work, like mm-hmm. waking up in the morning, getting mm-hmm. ready. And you know, when I have to go to work, then I was very religious with my smoothie taking and everything. Mm-hmm. But being on vacation, I forgot to do that. Or oh, a lot more times, I don't wake up early. So by the time I wake up, it's like it's time for lunch. Mm-hmm. So then no smoothie has been taking and all that. So I enjoy the fact that I don't have to wake up early though mm-hmm. to go to work, but I also miss the routine of going to work. So right now I don't. And know. you enjoy the fact that you also go to bed late. Yeah, very late, like mm-hmm. twelve or one. Sometimes mm-hmm. one thirty-two. That's when I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. So then I wake up in the morning like eleven a.m. or something. <laughs> you know, I have to make up for the sleeping. It's all I, over. I need like eight hours of sleep. It's over. Yeah, but... Tomorrow, what time will you be sleeping today? Today I'll sleep at 7 p.m. I promise, <laughs> Kwame. I promise I'll sleep early so that I can wake up early tomorrow. Mm. But yeah, I just wish I could maybe go to work like 
twice in a week and then mm. have the three days for like vacation sort of you know? create your own job yeah maybe i should be an entrepreneur you see then i could do whatever i want to do yeah. i do like natural hair products you know yeah mm. let's see let's listeners see let us know if you think i should start this business i know right yeah. go you mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways welcome folks to today's episode yep. yeah that was just you know catching up way, yeah, yeah that was just by the way mm-hmm. and kwami being silly as usual but now, I'm, no, I wasn't silly today. You've not been silly, no, but normally that's what you do. So I think I'm expecting you to do that. I'm not. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, you should apologize. When I say I apologize, that means I don't really mean it. So <laughs> if I say I'm sorry, that's when I mean it. So I apologize, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but welcome, folks, to today's episode. If mm-hmm. it's your first time. A hearty welcome to you and welcome to the family mm-hmm. and to our regular listeners. It's so great to have you here today. As always. As always. Mm-hmm. And thanks guys for um engaging with us on Instagram. Yep. For sending us the DMs, commenting on our posts. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us. It sure. makes Kwame very happy. Yeah. We get to know people on the personal level for me, especially for the messages that come through the DMs. DMs yeah. yeah. And just so you know, when you send us DMs, we go through your profile so we know who you are and I don't. You don't? Yeah. So is it only me? Yeah. Well, so I go through your profile so I know what So it means mommy mommy has been stalking you guys. This one this one is not stalking Kwame. This is like getting to know the people behind their accounts. Okay. It's like being on a personal level with you. Okay. It's not stalking. It's being involved in your lives. Okay. That's what it means. Oh yeah. Okay, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Okay. So I've been Thanks for confessing. <laughs> it's not confessing, Kwame. It's not a bad thing. Please, listeners, you know it's not bad, right? I don't have any evil intentions for doing that. Mm. So that's not stalking. Why, why do you do that, though? I, I just want to know who we're interacting with, mm-hmm. who they are, what they do, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. If we could, you know, benefit from each other's businesses in the mm-hmm. future or something. So it's, yeah. You have no business, business though. If I could benefit from their business, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a business, Kwame. That's so true. <laughs> You're so silly. Anyways, now to more serious issues, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> so today we are going to discuss uh-huh. the fact that some Ghanaians can be some way, like mm. some way. We hope you know what we mean by some way. Mm. Like they are really strange and odd in some sort of ways and uh so that's what we're going to discuss i mean Ghanaians living in sweden mm-hmm. yeah yeah and in talking about this it's important to issue this disclaimer mm-hmm. that whatever we're about to say is not the total representation of every single Ghanaian living in sweden what we are sharing is our encounter with um Ghanaians living in sweden mm-hmm. so yeah of course you might have had um, a different experience with a Ghanaian living in Sweden. That's, of course, if you are in Sweden already. Mm-hmm. Or if you are moving to Sweden as well, you might also have, um, or you'll be encountering a Ghanaian, a different type yeah. of Ghanaian. Okay, that would be fine. That might not be in tandem with whatever we're about to share. 
but this is our own personal, personal and subjective yeah. experiences yeah, yeah that's it mm-hmm. yeah sure mm-hmm. so that we need to put that out there mm-hmm. first of all and i think what i could also add to that is that this does not represent every single Ghanaian we've even experienced here in sweden mm-hmm. there are some that are super nice Lovely. but like yeah the majority of them are the Somewhere. ones that meet the some way criteria yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> And yeah, in, in starting this, of course, um, for most of us, when we arrive here in Sweden, we are new. So the ideal thing to do is to try to look for an African and specifically a Ghanaian who would point us out to um, one thing or, you know, the other so that we can settle in well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's okay. I think for me as well, the first week I arrived in Sweden, I was introduced to this Ghanaian family mm-hmm. and they had like Ghanaian food. Mm-hmm. And that made me so happy because, you know, especially I, I if you've been eating kinky and, and, uh, and Indomie, you <laughs> yeah. know, and now you had like soup. Mm-hmm. It was so heartwarming. So it just makes you happy to have that little bit of home with you, even mm-hmm. though you know you're not home. Sure. So it just helps you to not to feel so homesick or mm. not to be so sad and you know depressed with yourself mm. but just to help you cope a bit well with the fact that you're not home and so, um indeed um, for a lot of sweet that we've encountered the first question they ask is oh do you know any other Ghanaian living yeah. in sweden that you can you know bond with and all mm-hmm. that and there are times that we try to be very diplomatic and say, oh not yeah, really sometimes really. we are like oh yeah but they are far away from where we live mm-hmm. so we don't engage them that much mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. i think what kwami wants to say is it's not like we don't engage them that much we try to deliberately avoid <laughs> them like we avoid them you know <laughs> Because they come with all their some wayness, which is really some way, you know. Yeah. So we try to avoid them deliberately. Okay. Kwame was trying to be diplomatic <laughs> there, like, oh, we don't engage that much. Actually, we don't, but we deliberately do that. And I'm sure for uh, most of you listeners listening to us um, from back home in Ghana or across Africa, or you might, you yeah, yourself. you find yourself, you might have family members in the diaspora and. I'm sure majority of them would also say that mm, I try to avoid people yeah, from because uh, these are stories we've had not just with ourselves but from other people mm-hmm. as well that they deliberately avoid mm-hmm. Ghanaians, mm-hmm. Ghanaians, and then other you know Africans, Africans you know yeah so mm-hmm. and this might not be new to you but of course we are here to iron out the reason why we think some Ghanaians are some way yeah. here in Sweden mm-hmm. so maybe maybe you can start with the first reason why do you think Ghanaians are some way So for me, the first thing I observed with those Ghanaians that we describe as some ways, Mm. they are very opinionated. Mm -hmm. Like they have an opinion and everything going on Mm. in the society, in your life. And it could be really some way. Because especially when you have your own beliefs, you have your own standards, you have your own goals. And then they come with this and you're like, what was that? I didn't even ask you for it. I think the the reason why there's that um, clash is the fact that for most of us, we kind of uh, migrate our beliefs and our traditions and stuff like that to the new society. Mm-hmm. So we still hold on to the Ghanaian beliefs, the Ghanaian tradition. And I see we are still living in Ghana, but mm-hmm. come on, we are in Sweden. Yeah. And the society and the culture here is different mm-hmm. as compared to, you know, back home. So that's when there's a... 
um, that culture, you know, class. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm in Sweden, and I'm sure for those who have listened to us for some time, I realize that for me, I always say that Sweden has actually changed me. For most of the Ghanaians, Sweden has actually you not know, changed yeah. them. So it makes it difficult for you to even have an interaction yeah, with them. That's when they come with the opinions that you feel like you have actually moved, you know, away from. But they are still stuck there because of the kind of, you know, uh, opinions they had back home, mm-hmm. which they've migrated, you know, here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I remember that time when you were finishing with school mm-hmm. and then you visited some Ghanaians mm-hmm. and then they were asking you, so after school, what's, what's next? Yeah. And then you told them you wanted to work in the industry and they were so pushy. Like, so why don't you do PhD? Why don't you do your PhD? <laughs> And Kwame hates research. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I just had to go through research because of school. Yeah, <laughs> Else, just for your yeah. masters. Yeah. yeah, I'm more of like the operational kind of person. I want to be out there, you know, um, impacting, you know, stuff and all that. So for me, PhD was not really my thing. And I don't blame them because majority of the Ghanaians that we've encountered um, have gone through PhD. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing they know. So the moment they see you, they will not even um, wait and listen to you as to what exactly your plans are. They just want to push that, you know, to you. And that is so some way, actually. Yeah, because sometimes it makes the whole conversation awkward Mm -hmm. because you don't agree with them and you're trying to tell them what it is you believe in. And they also won't listen to that. And so they it want gets... you to see a reason why you should think that, for example, PhD is the option. Yeah, yeah. and then you're like, no, I don't want it that way. Mm-hmm. But they just don't listen. Yeah. And for me, that is really awkward. Because mm-hmm. if you know me, especially Mami from our podcast, you know I'm a very private person. So for them to be, should I say, trying to get into your private issues, mm-hmm. it gets so uncomfortable. Yeah. And they just don't know when to stop. And For me, that it. is when it even becomes so difficult. It's like we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You're sharing with me what you think about me doing after school. I'm telling you, no, this is what I want. And they just won't stop. And you know what I do? I just tune it out. So whatever yeah. you're saying, I can't hear anything, you know? Yeah, it's so difficult to cope with them. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> then it yeah. must be that bad. I, I don't like that feeling. Okay. No, I don't like it. Okay. Mm. So the next thing about them being so some way, mm-hmm. it's how they give advice when you've not asked for it. Just like the PhD thing yeah. that we were just discussing. Such unsolicited yeah. advice. <laughs> you've not asked them for it and there they are telling you what you should be you doing. Find, you find that a lot like here yeah. and Sweden for, um, when it comes to the Ghanaians that we've encountered. They just throw things to at you just like that just like you know that. yeah i remember there was uh, this lady i knew mm-hmm. and she had this boyfriend in ghana they were having issues and then they came up telling her so when it comes to marriage you know you should do it this way the woman should be like this the woman should be like that and i think because of the problems that were going on she had met this european guy that they were talking i think they were just friends they came up and said you know the europeans because they don't believe in religion as we do it is going to create problems for you so it's important that you you try to keep that relationship as just friends and focus on the one in ghana and and it was so some way like what, who has what if, asked you and that's the point what if um the person really w- wanted to you know get married to an european yeah. what's wrong with that actually and what if the ghanaian relationship is just not going to work you know they were just there advising when nobody had asked for it yeah and i think they do that because they always want you to feel like they either 
arrived in Sweden first. So you see, you give them that respect, you accord them that respect, or they want you to know that they are older than you. So they like have experience. Yeah. And majority of them, because of how they carry themselves, you might think that they are old, but they are not. Actually, you check, you know, in Sweden, there's this thing that you can just put the person's name in Google. And all the information on them pops up, like where they live, how big their apartment is, their age. their age, when is their next birthday, who they live with, if they are married, what's the name of their partner, everything comes up. And then you check their names and you're like, oh, they are just like maybe two or three years older than you. That- and another thing, they even want you to call them uncle and auntie <laughs> when they are like two years older than you. I remember once I checked one person's age, I saw their age, and I was like, my big sister is even older than you, and you want me to call you auntie. Why I don't not? Call, I call my sister by her name. Like, Why not? And, oh, it's just some way. And for me, that advice thing is, is just off the table. Like, don't... It irritates me. Mm-hmm. And you know me. I will tell you, you are irritating me. Yeah, mommy does that I for remember me, once I... they, they asked me, so, how is Kwame... Especially when after he had arrived in Sweden, they were asking, so, how is the relationship now? Is everything okay with us? And uh, are you treating me well? And I told them <laughs> not to ask me those kind of questions again and that I don't like that. I said it. I was like, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> what do you want? I remember that the mommy actually was very, yeah, I was very so furious because I was like, I'm not your daughter. I'm not your sister. You don't know me from anywhere. Just keep your and, opinions and, to and yourself. And normally when mommy is disgusted, she has this look. So she <laughs> had that. <laughs> it was. And I think since then, they realized, don't go on this line with me. So yeah. we don't have such conversations. That's because, again. I mean, I was, I was so surprised that that question actually came And up. you were there. I was actually like in there. Your face. You know, in my face. Yeah. And I, I was shocked because I've never pried into your marital life, you know, before. So I don't see why you should also come and ask questions about mine. Yeah. yeah, I was, it was shocked. I was shocking. Sorry, um, so when I awkward. yeah, I was yeah. shocked. Um, but they answer. they always do that. Like if I remember when we were looking for apartments in Malmo, they will be coming. So you should look into th- this housing unit. You should look into this housing queue. Do this, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, no, but the 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 weird part was that any of the housing queue they actually mentioned you I was already in you know. it it's like i know it don't tell me i haven't asked you for your advice imagine i walk up to you i'm like okay kwame so this and this and this is what i want to do maybe i'm looking for an apartment i want this size i want to live in this area what do you think i should do then you can give me advice but Especially when I already know what to do and you now come with yours. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> and so, like, oh, it's just some way, some So, just so you know, Ghanaians give unwarranted and advice. unsolicited advice. advice. Yeah. And a lot more times, it doesn't even apply to your life. That's yeah. what even makes it so yeah. irritating because mm-hmm. you don't know me on that personal level mm-hmm. to know whether even what you're saying, what it works, whether it works for me or not. But they just come with it. And, yeah. you know, it's like there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to avoid them so you don't get it. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, too, that I've noticed is why that... Why Ghanaians are somewhere. Ghanaians living in Sweden. Why some Ghanaians are somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is that they are ready to listen to your issues, but they will not offer any help. <laughs> so this queuing thing that they said, oh, join this queue. Even if I went to them and I, I asked them for help i want to do this and that and that the advice will even give you you can't even apply it oh yeah 
they would always be curious. So, so what's happening? So what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You tell them I need help with this and they won't even show up for mm-hmm. you. Oh yeah. And and so it's like in the end why did you want to know? And I know why they normally do that. Why do they do that? They do that because they just want to hear whatever is happening in your life and share that with another person. So, oi, unimbibi. Unimsenanonamene. So that they can have like something to discuss. Yeah, it takes us to the next point which is of course they just want to listen to what exactly is happening in your life so they can engage in petty gossip. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that I know about Ghanaians living in Sweden, some Ghanaians, of course, that we've encountered living in Sweden is that they engage in petty gossips a lot. Yeah. Like, you, mommy says something and then before you, you realize... You from the other person. Yeah. I remember that one time we met this person in the bus when he had arrived. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, hi. So, meet my husband. His name is Kwame. Before I realized, everybody had heard that Kwame had arrived in Sweden. And then some were texting you. So why didn't you tell us he had yeah, come? Some were actually um, angry. angry that they didn't know you were coming. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Like, why does that concern you? Like, did you tell me when you were getting pregnant? <laughs> did you tell me that you were going to have another baby? So why should I also tell you everything happening in my life? And that also leads us back to the issue where because they have been here before we came, they feel like they should know everything happening in our life so that they can give us advice and you know, tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. And this whole gossiping thing, I especially amongst the women, we are the ones who do that. <laughs> Seriously, Kwame. That, that's comforting to hear. That we do it. Like yeah. or like me admitting to it. Yeah. I mean that's the truth. It's the oh, women okay. who do that a lot. Yeah. And for they, once you are blaming the women for something. We do that. We do that. <laughs> they make it seem like you can trust me, you can believe in me. Don't worry, tell me what it is. I'll help you out. I remember when I moved the first few months, being alone, Kwame was not here, and things were pretty difficult in, for me. Your night in shining armor was not Yeah, here. he hadn't showed up, yeah. you know. So things were pretty difficult for me in new country, new language, not knowing how to find my way around. And there was this family, a Ghanaian family. I thought I could trust them. So... I used to go there almost every weekend. We have conversations about my personal life. And you open up a lot. And I opened up a lot to them. Mm-hmm. I so much regret doing that. Mm-hmm. I so much regret. Why? In the end, those same issues came biting me in the ass. I'll oh. say it. <laughs> those same issues, they came back with it. They had told people, twisted the story some way. And apparently they were talking about me. Without my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you meet someone and how they react to you, you realize, no, some, they must have had something. Something is wrong. And how they were reacting to both you and I, it was so strange. But that was because I went to tell somebody something about my personal life. Mm-hmm. And now they were using it against me. So that's mm-hmm. what we mean. Like, they make you feel like you can trust them, but don't. When you when you say whatever you say, I mean, just... Mommy always says this thing that if I'm telling you something, I mean a Ghanaian in Sweden, that's because I don't mind if someone else... Else here. You know, so things like we've moved to Malmo. It's okay if all the others here. That one, I'm okay with it. But personal things happening personal in my life... Personal growth in your life, you know? No, that I don't share. Mm. I, I remember one of the... um There was a girl from, I think, Kenya or... Zimbabwe, I forgot what country, but she was from Southern Africa. And we were talking about how 
these Ghanaians have behaved after I got close to them. And she was like, oh, mommy, that was a mistake you made. And that when you travel outside of your home country and you get to meet people from, say, Africa, you have to be very cautious. You watch them, watch them for a very long time and choose the ones you want to be close to. Mm. Don't just get okay, missing in the whole fantasy of being with people from your home country yeah so when she said that i thought so much about it and i was like that makes so much sense i remember when i was moving out of ghana my teachers they knew i was coming to sweden so they said when you get there avoid those ghanaian communities and african communities and african students union and those things don't be involved in it they told me but they didn't really give an explanation as to why i did i shouldn't yeah, do everybody that everybody have it, their own personal experience yeah. you know, with other ghanaians so yeah. yeah i don't know why they said that and i didn't ask but after that lady said what she said then that thing that my teachers told me came to mind and i was like okay i think this is what they meant like be careful with them don't get too close to them because you may get carried away they might hear things about you everybody else hears and use it against you so be careful when you're interacting with them so after that incident i really learned and if i have the chance to talk to somebody who is now coming to sweden or like a student or something i tell them to be very very careful very careful like the Ghanaians you interact with don't tell them everything don't engage them so much because you get carried away you say things and in the end you regret but you can't take it back oh yeah so that's that's the problem there's another lady too that i know she lives in um some city north just, of just 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 in case you are wondering why mommy is going on and on and on and not me because mommy has had a lot of yeah. engagement with them as compared to me yeah, yeah. lucky think- me yeah, lucky you, mm. lucky you. I think after I had those experiences with them, mm-hmm. I used to tell you even yeah. when you were back home. Mm-hmm. So you knew. Yep. So when Kwame came, he, he didn't want to meet anybody. <laughs> he just avoided every, I think when you came, I still used to go to church. But Kwame is like, no, I'm not going. You went like once or twice and that was it. Uh, so you didn't really have that encounter with them. And by the time you came, I stopped going for those Ghanaian dinners and Ghanaian party and Ghanaian barbecue. I stopped going for all those things. So um, you didn't really experience them. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, you were back saying, to the story yeah. with that friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So she said she was also from my class Mm -hmm. so she knew the teachers that i knew we all came through they had the same hands that prepared us for Mm -hmm. our masters she also came through them so she said when she arrived at in her city she met she went to church and she met some Ghanaians there so they asked her oh what are you doing here she's like oh so she's in this university studying psychology and then they asked oh but do they offer psychology she's like oh actually i'm doing my phd and then they had this look on their face like are you trying to say you're better than us but she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She said she felt so awkward, like how they reacted. Like she thought she had met Ghanaians and she could be okay with them. And they just behaved funny. Like we came here before you and all of yeah, a sudden you are we, doing we a like PhD. That. Yeah, we are like that. We yeah. always want to show that because we came here first. It means... Um, like every good thing should, should come to for us, us exactly. and not you. Exactly. Because they, they have this um, tendency to... Um, should I say it's even 10 they have this way of wanting to feel like they are the top mm-hmm. and you're always like begging for breadcrumbs yeah, from them sure. you know sure. it's, it's really strange <laughs> but 
it's it's just so sad. My experiences with Ghanaians in Sweden has been so so horrible. Mm-hmm. I think Kwame's own has been more of like from a distance, but you you've still had your fair share. I mean, though. I've had my fair share. And you know me. Yeah. I I don't um, as we say in our local parlance, Mindia Grandfather. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> past day <laughs> i i tried yeah. to i mean uh mind disengage my, from them and mind my own business mm-hmm. yeah that's it mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so what's the next thing so we have this tendency of wanting to bond over food that's all we do food yeah. like let's just sit and eat mm-hmm. and that's all we do and a lot more times as uh new you know entrants to the, like sweden country yeah, yeah and as a Ghanaians for that matter, we tend to think that um, this is a way to get to know people and, of course, for them to help and assist us. Mm-hmm. So it makes us very, very gullible mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, come and come. And we, are, we are having this dinner. Oh, we are having this um, family party in the park. So come and let's eat and wine and dine and stuff like that. So it makes you so gullible. You think, okay, let me go there. Maybe they might show me a thing or two and all that. Please, when you go to stuff like that, it's only it's just food, food and shallow conversation. Shallow and conversations like, oh, so I bought this place from this shop. You know, I bought this cutlery from here. That's all you And also get you to open up and disclose certain things that ordinarily you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have. Say. Yeah, Because absolutely. you feel so comfortable with them. You feel like, oh, they've got your back. These are the people who opened their homes to you and gave you food. Mm-hmm. So then you feel like they really care about oh, yeah. you, but actually they don't. They don't care. They don't yeah. care. They just don't care. It's not like they hate you, but they don't care about you. And, you know, so don't get carried away. You would have that a lot. I'm sure it's not only in Sweden. I see some on social media where yeah. Organians in Italy are organizing yeah. something. Ghanians in Germany are organizing Recently something. Recently, we were watching some Facebook videos. And there was, I think, Ghanians in Italy. They were yeah, like a party, party and they're dancing, dancing and all and that. Eating, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is all we do. That's what we know how to do. do. Yeah. yeah. When you, know. you actually need help now, nobody Yeah, but we don't know you. how to um, help and assist, you know, each other. That so we all get to the top, you know, together. I wouldn't say we don't know how to, we don't want to mm. help and assist. Mm. And mm. that's one, it's just something about entirely about Ghanaians, not just Ghanaians living abroad, but every person the says PhD it. The PhD kind of thing, yeah, pull him, pull down. him down kind of mm. attitude. Everybody says it like mm. one person wants to be at the top so that everybody else look Can't, up to them, yeah. you know, and that's that's the thing. You know that story I told you about this Ghanaian guy I met in Lund when we were students and I told him, "Oh, we are having this Ghanaian dinner." So we, does he want to come? <laughs> and then this guy was like, "Why should he come? Well, all we do is to sit and eat." <laughs> At that moment, I felt offended that he talked about us like that because I was part of the group. But he didn't understand. I didn't understand. He's like, if I come, what would they tell me? Mm -hmm. It's not like they will help me in any way. And that for him right now, what he's interested in is seeing how he could, I think, make the perishable foods we have in Ghana, like the tomatoes and those foods that come in season, how we can process them to last longer so we don't have like off-season and on-seasons. And that was what he was bent on doing. He he just needed somebody 
who has knowledge and i remember he asked me if i knew somebody who was studying like food technology or food engineering someone like that and yeah i knew one zimbabwean guy so i think i directed him to him yeah but that was what he was bent on doing and he felt coming for those Ghanaian dinners and parties and barbecues was not going to bring any substance to his life and i mean should be thought that's exactly what it is that is true yeah it's it, it i mean you just go and say there's more to life than going to sit and eat yeah. you know there's more to life um as someone who is new in a different country and of course, this is a country that you know you love and like, and you wouldn't want to go back home. Of you course, that, have to I mean, in. yeah, there are things like, how do I get a job after uh, I'm done with you know school? Even if I don't get a job within the shortest possible time, what, what do I do, I do in order to stay behind for some time? These are questions that we we ask ourselves. So I, I wouldn't want to come and sit and eat, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't get you know any Anything assistance or help you know from this kind of engagement. Why would I want to do that? No, that was what that guy said. I was so sad when he said it. But now with the benefits of hindsight, I'm of like, course, yeah, he was know. so right. Because I think a year into my stay in Sweden, I stopped going for those things. Yeah. It wasn't adding anything to my life. I, I, I just stopped. And I, I heard from some other people too that they were always asking, so why is mommy not showing up for some of these things? Are you really sure she's Ghanaian? Why does she not come for these uh, meetings? Why is she not coming? Why is she not coming? And I'm like, I have better things to do. Oh, yeah. I'd rather sit at home and watch Netflix <laughs> or watch videos on YouTube than to go there and feel like I'm part of a community. But when I need a community to show up for me, they don't show up of for course. me. Of course. So that I would completely avoid. Of course. So of all course. we tend to do is to bond over food mm-hmm. and not offer help and or assistance when it is necessary mm-hmm. or when you do need it. Yeah. And the reason why we want to bond over food is the fact that we can be nosy. Very nosy. So when you come to such gathering, we ask you, so mommy, what's happening in your life? So um, what's up with Kwame? Yeah. Is Kwame treating you, you know, right? Yeah. Um, has Kwame gotten a job yet yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. That's all. And of course, the reason why we are soliciting for such uh, intel is that we want to pass it on to other people and say, ah, Kwame, with all her two knowing, you know, stuff, um, Kwame is even here hustling and yeah. Kwame doesn't have a job and stuff like that. And that's all it, uh, there is to, to that. Yeah. I remember some time back, we were talking to one Ghanaian. And um, that was when she was talking about after school, what she did in order to get a job, that she was on this mentorship program and all that. And I was so, should I say, disappointed Mm -hmm. that that was the time I learned she actually got help with mentorship and all that before she got a job in Sweden. Because that was something she had never mentioned. Nobody never. Yeah. Ne- nobody mentions how they get the help. No. Although they want you to come to them, they will be nosing themselves into your issues. You tell them, and they still won't tell you what they did. Oh, yeah. Like PhD, they will ask you why, oh, don't you want to do PhD? Don't you want to do PhD? But nobody will tell you, okay, so when you're writing a cover letter, write it this way. And won't you if they help? They direct you as to what to do and you get the PhD. Oh, They'll take all the glory. Say, no. oh yeah, I told him. I was the one who told him. I was the one who told her to, to do this and that. And that. You remember the story of one of the Ghanaian guys? He got a PhD after his master's and he came to church. So that day I went to church. He came to church and he was talking about oh, how God helped him. He applied and he got it. And then one Ghanaian was, he won't let this boy tell us what he did. 
That was because I think he helped him in some way. He was there. Yes. So it was me. I told him to do it this way. I told him to send this document and I told him to say this and I told him to do that. Why do you want us to know you were involved? Yeah, I mean. Just so that you get some more glory mm-hmm. out of it. So that now, me, so if I want PhD, I'll come to you. Yeah. It is so some way. Back to the ladies' issue. You know that when students are done with school, especially the, those who come for their masters, they want to get a job in Sweden yeah. or who, a PhD or something. So if you went through this path and that path and this path and that, why don't you help people? Tell them, so after school, I did this and that and that. So maybe you could also do this and that and that. And it will help you. Mm-hmm. Nobody says that. Oh, no, nobody They says will that. not say that. What happens is, if it so happens, you don't get a job after school, and so you have to go back home, then now they'll see you off to the airport and take pictures hey, with you and say, hey, do bye. And when they visit Ghana, they'll visit you in Ghana. Yeah, so you, you sit somewhere, eat. Yeah, yeah, and then that... That's they will do with you. But to offer help, they don't. It, it, it's sad, but that's, that's what it that's is. That's the reality, mm. you know. And... The last thing too that we'll say about what we've experienced about some Ghanaians living in Sweden that we find them to be some way is how unwilling they are to change when they have moved into a new country. It's all bad. Like Kwame said, they come with all their old beliefs, their old principles, Mm -hmm. their traditional beliefs, Mm -hmm. beliefs on gender norms marriage and everything and that is what they live with here if for our listeners who have been listening to us for some time now they will know that for me when it comes to religion my stance on that has actually changed yes Mm -hmm. i believe in god yes i pray but when it comes to the practice of you know religion especially what is done back home uh -uh, i don't want to be part of it again Mm -hmm. you know so a lot more times when you're engaging some of these Ghanaians, the first question is, okay, um, did you go to, or will you be going to church maybe this Sunday? Mm-hmm. You're like, no. They're like, why don't you want to go to church? I'm like, the whole concept of, you know, church and stuff like that, I prefer to engage in personal salvation mm-hmm. than to allow somebody to, you know, lead me there. I can also lead myself there mm-hmm. anyway. And stuff like that. Like, no, I mean, why do you want to be Swedish? Different. Like, yeah, why do you want to so be Swedish. Swedish? Why do you want to be hey, Swedish? Now you sound like a Swedish Swede person. person and stuff like that. No, for me, learning is, of course, knowing something old and encountering something new, I compare the two, and whichever makes sense to me. Of course, and you I also jump. pick bits and pieces exactly. from the old, add some new, and makes a whole new exactly. thing out of it. You yeah. know, then it's like, uh, why do you want to do? They shouldn't do the God has done. I'm not saying that I don't believe in God. I'm not saying that I am negating the grace of God in my. I'm not I'm saying just that. Saying I'm not going to church. I'm just saying I'm, and there is more to Christianity than just going to church. It's exactly. just one facet of it. You know, there are a lot of things that, of course, the Bible tells us to go by. That, of course, I want to go by. A church is just one arm of it. So if that is what you want to practice. Fair enough, I am not troubling you to come and join my new belief as well. But then it's like, because of the kind of, you know, uh, ideologies that we have from back home, we bring that here and we still want to hold on to it, regardless of whether or not things have changed. So for me, that's where um, there's a problem. I remember that there was this time that we we're having a conversation and someone is like, oh, um, you are married to mommy, right? I'm like, yeah. So does mommy have your saying in? I'm like, what? What is Why that? is that even an yeah. issue? How is that going to shape my marriage? 
and said, no, I mean, as an African man, you need to ensure that my... I'm like, and then they said, oh, so then your father will be... Otherwise, your father will be angry. Or angry, irritated. so irritated that I'm like, I'm you like don't... Your father... You don't even know my father. <laughs> you don't know my father. And a lot more times, what this Ghanaian sometimes also tend to forget is the fact that before I moved to Sweden, I didn't know you from anywhere. I just met you in Sweden. And the reason why we are even bonding or having a conversation, conversation. is because we are, I think we are Ghanaians or we are from the same country. That's what we are having. Not because I feel like you are older than me. Not because I feel like you are more intelligent than I am. Not because I feel like you are more privileged than I am. No, mm-hmm. not because of that. Not because I'm thinking that I, I want to learn something from, no. you know. No, not because of that. It's because you are from the same country. That's why I've opened yeah, up a bit. this conversation. conversation. So don't use that to pry into areas that, seriously, it's none of your business to, you know, ask questions, you know, mm-hmm. about. So for me, um, these it's, are the kind of really things. Br- seriously, it's yeah. difficult. And if you are someone who is um, quite open to change, that is when you see these Ghanaians as some way. And then they also see you yeah, as, as some, some way. way. So as we are saying that we think those people are some way, those people also, also think Kwame uh, and I are some, some way. way. They are the Ghanaians who are some way. Yeah, what a weird we one. don't do what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't believe in the things they should believe. Mm-hmm. And we don't act the way they think we should act. Mm-hmm. So we are actually weird. Yeah. yeah. So just so you know, yeah, if you are, if you are someone who is forward, you know, looking and... You'd want to learn, open, you want to learn a lot of things. When it comes to the issue of, you know, gender, you know, uh, and, you know, all the kind of rights that exist currently in the world. Mm -hmm. In Sweden, of course, it's um, a liberal society. Society. So everybody is, you know, um, entitled to anything anything, and they believe and stuff like that. For me, I am a Christian, Mm -hmm. okay? And so my ideology is... Is not in tandem with certain, certain rights that people, you know, um, upheld in Sweden. In, in Sweden. But this is the point. Nobody is also infringing on my own rights of religion. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to do with your life, that is your own prerogative. I don't care. Sincerely, I don't care. But you you realize that for other Ghanaians, they have such an opinion about this and say that, you know, you can't do this because of religion. And then my question to you is, you practicing religion here in Sweden. What if nobody also wants to engage with you because you, you say, say you are, you are Christian? Christian? How, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, I'm, I know that, of course, when it comes to this conversation, of course, across Africa and back home in Ghana, it's a different, it's a different conversation. conversation. And of course, I understand our ideologies back home in Ghana, yes. But I'm in Sweden. This is not my country. But Swedes have... I mean, open up their country for me to live in, regardless of my beliefs, regardless of the food I eat, regardless of whatever I want to do, whether or not I smoke, I don't smoke, whether or not I drink, I don't drink. Nobody is holding me accountable for that. So why would I want to also impose my will on somebody? So when you're having those kind of conversations with a guy, it's, it's so weird. And I always say that. If there is anything that the Swedish educational system has taught me, which I also want to always hold on to, is the fact that it has made me realize that you have your way, I have my way. As for the right way, it does not exist. So argue out your point, I argue out mine. And then we, we just, you know, move on from there. Corporate the society. I, I don't need to impose and feel like, oh, maybe sweet, very sinful. They are this yeah. and that and that. But you remember there was this 
he wasn't Ghanaian, but there was mm-hmm. this African guy that you met on the train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had such an opinion about I, gender roles I, I and did, gender identity I, in Sweden. That was the last time I said I engaged with him. I said, no, I wasn't going to engage that with him. That was the first and the last time. That was it for me because he had his opinion, thought that people who believe in certain rights are heading straight to hell. And that Sweden is so sinful that uh, God will be so disappointed and in them. My question and to you were him, in the train yeah, and he was shouting. shouting. And my question to him was that, if you feel that this is how it is, what are you doing in then Sweden? What are you doing in Sweden? Why are you Why here? Why don't you go back? Go back home <laughs> and go and I mean, be, uh, live hold with on. the yeah, holy people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I would say that of course, Sweden Sweden is a secular state or country, mm-hmm. but when it comes to morals, yeah, come on, it cannot be compared to even us who are I mean more religious. Mm-hmm. It cannot be compared to I it. Agree with if you. it comes to loving your neighbor as thyself. Me for me, this is what it is, because that's how come the salary structure is. I good. mean, good. That's how come when it comes to social and basic amenities is given to. I mean, every single person, regardless of your age, gender, race, regardless background. Regardless. So even we as Ghanaians, we still come here and enjoy these exactly. things. Exactly, yeah. you know. So I was, I was really, and that day in the train, I didn't know how to shut him, you know, um, up and stuff like that. So it got to a point I was just saying. Oh God, please let him Just change the let's this topic. whole conversation like be yeah, over. Yeah, be over and all that. And since then I, I told you, since then I, I made sure that I never encountered him. Even if I'm on the train, I see him, I try you to sit, sit somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. yeah, so that's it. So we, we bring our ideology. Of course, I'm not saying that you should throw your ideologies away. But for me, I brought my ideologies in and I realized that some of them I need to let go yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. based on facts, you know, I need to let go of them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let go of yours. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I don't come and question you and chastise you as to why you are uh, not letting go of your mm-hmm. ideologies from back home. So please do not disturb me with that. So that is uh, one thing that as Ghanaians we do a lot. I mean, the Ghanaians that we've encountered here in Sweden, that's one thing that we do a lot. I remember I was um, at my place of, you know, work. There was this Ghanaian as well there, and we're trying to um, constitute like a team mm-hmm. for an event. And um, the Ghanaian was trying to tell me that I shouldn't go with A this and B because they smoke and drink a lot, and maybe they might distort the, the program team. or the team. And I'm like, for me, that was not um, what exactly I was looking at. Whatever you do outside of work is none of my business. If you are drinking or smoking, it's none of it's my your business. Life. It's your life. It's none mm-hmm. of my. For me, it has to do with your expertise and skills. What can we you need it? Do we need it? That's the most important thing. So when he said that, I remember I had the discussion with my mom. I was like, for me, I don't, I don't care whether you smoke, whether you drink, whether I want to climb on an electricity pole and have fun on and Friday. And do, I don't care. The most important thing for me is what exactly the thing that I need. Are you willing or able to give that to me? If oh, yes, the, the other thing too is when you show up at work, are you able to do what is expected exactly. of you in the workplace? Yeah, and that's all that matters. That's what. So when you said that, I was like, okay, but eventually I still went, you know, with ahead your with team. my yeah, team, I and listen. I mean, whatever happened, happened, you know. I mean, that thing, it wasn't like because I selected those people. Things the didn't program work. didn't go. Yeah, well. it went well and all that. So for me, that's it. And if there's anything that I've also 
um, realized about myself after having lived in you know Sweden for some time is that I give people the benefits of the doubt. If you prove me wrong, that's fine. That's fine. I move on. Mm-hmm. I learn my lessons. I move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have prejudice mm-hmm. against you know people. any people mm-hmm. here in Sweden seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that because of the kind of society I find myself in. I can just imagine if a lot of people also have prejudice about me. Mm-hmm. What exactly will happen to mm-hmm. me? I wouldn't get any opportunity yeah. whatsoever. A lot of chances you've gotten, you wouldn't have gotten it. You know. Yeah. So I do not want to, you know, do that. So if there's anything that I've also learned here in Sweden, I give people the benefit of the doubt. That's what most of, you know, the Ghanaians here do. Don't do. do. You don't that's give people, thing. It's like you see the person, you scan the person up, down, up, down, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. the person is not Christian, then the person is morally bankrupt, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that story you told me when the guy was telling you that don't work with this person and that person because they drink. And for me, I told you, Kwame, this is something you need to put an end to. Tell him you are not open to this, but you like to be diplomatic. For me, I just say it as it is. Like, no, I don't want you to ever go on this line with me again because you were his superior. I don't want you to go on this line with me again and that's it. But Kwame is like, oh, he will feel so embarrassed and there is no way he can relate yeah, to and you for me, again. And another thing, I, I wanted the result to do the talking mm-hmm. so that, of course, if you, are, um, if you are a deep thinker, you'd realize that, okay, I had this perception, but the person was able to do the work. So for me, I, I wanted the result to do mm, the, the talking. talking. Yeah. And... For people like that, it's very difficult for you to change them, regardless of whatever you say to them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was telling you to tell him that, well, what one thing I've noticed is that Swedes are very high-functioning alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Even if they are drunk, they will still perform their work task mm-hmm. without any flow. So that shouldn't be a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Kwame is like, no, let me be diplomatic yeah. with them and all that. I just remembered one odd incident that happened as well. You know, when I started working, I told some of the Ghanaians that, oh, I was working. And one of them told me, do you know you could actually quit your job and just take um, unemployment benefits? And, and then everybody, like, everybody does and that. And yeah, that's, some people do that. I was like, but why would you tell me to do that? You, you didn't tell your wife to do that. So why me? Why should I do that just because you're telling me to do it? Yeah. Also, why are you telling me to do the wrong thing? And these are the moral people, though. These are the people who are telling us they are the Christians. This is what, what they were what telling me to do. What if you do, do that and then, of course, the state finds out. And, and my situation is different. Different. And, you, of course, you get deported because of that. Or your permit is, you know, rejected because yeah, of that. why would you tell me that? And this friend that I also have that lives north of Stockholm, she also said... Um, the Ghanaian she had met that were behaving funny to her, they were telling her things like that. Like, um, you know, you could do this to cheat the system. You know, you could do this to cheat the system. system. And then she was like, she thinks this is what our teachers were telling us when they told us to avoid those Ghanaian communities. Because some of them came maybe illegally. So then they know all the bad things and they want, you didn't come with, you don't have those circumstances. But those who even came, because I, for me, the Ghanaians that I've encountered as well, they came to school and after that, they PhD and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So those who even came legally, mm-hmm. for me, I see this as trying to get you to do something, to sabotage your stay yeah. here in like Sweden or yeah. wherever you live. Because why would you be telling me to do the wrong thing? 
It doesn't and make and sense one thing in swimming is nothing you do will go unnoticed. Oh, yeah. You are it's just that maybe they are preparing to come and strike but it's not like they've not seen you oh, yeah. because you do something with your person number you do something with your debit card you will go to the hospital you will definitely do something that they can trace back to you so you cannot avoid doing the wrong thing so when they suggest some of those things my friend was like this is what they meant avoid those people because some of them have very different circumstances from yours yep. they tell you to do something which will not apply in your case you take it and then issue comes they they might be the same people going around yeah. telling people that oh um, do you, you know, know you that mommy mommy has quit her job and is now taking unemployment benefit which is not right but we don't know why she's doing the it the next moment they even call the police oh yeah so, who knows yeah. i mean yeah and i mean with um Ghanaians and sometimes some Africans for that matter anything is possible yeah so just, it's important to you can just trust them mm. but i learned the hard way and so now like i said i avoid any african i meet i do no until you prove yourself like otherwise for I me do. until i have african friend, i have a good friend who is from egypt mm. you know yeah yeah and I've, i've known him since you know school you know and for me we meet sometimes have fika and discuss stuff and all that and mm-hmm. that's because i've also realized that he is forward thinking mm-hmm. To get why I'm his forward thinking. So it makes it easy for me to bond and engage him and stuff like that. I guess for me, I'm just scared because of that experience I had. I don't even want to... Like, I don't want to get close to you and feel like you betrayed me in the end. And that one experience, I know I have to get over it. But, but it's told, very I, difficult I, I don't to have get any over Ghanaian it. friend. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I remember when I went to the Ghanaian embassy recently to fix my passport. And then they were talking about the fact that they are trying to get in contact with some of the Ghanaian communities to set up i think walk in booths where you can just come and fix your passport and then the man asked me so do you know any Ghanaian like the leader of any of the Ghanaian communities where you live in Malmo i'm like no then he looked at me he's like do you even know any Ghanaian i'm like yeah i do <laughs> my husband is a Ghanaian so yeah i do know Ghanaians but i think my experience has really like it, it hit me i was really hit So I'm very cautious. I don't want to go through it again. So I'm very very careful how I relate to people and even if I talk to you it's just on the surface level, nothing deep, nothing personal. If I meet maybe a Ghanaian or someone on the bus who is African, I could go like, "Oh, your hair is really nice. Where did you fix it?" And then they tell me, and that's okay. That's where it it ends. probably because I want to look into your shop and see if I'll fix my hair there or tell you oh that dress is so nice maybe it's an african print dress which I really love so I could compliment that and it ends there but nothing like deep nothing where do you stay so where do you come from what do you do no that I don't engage right, for in. me you know no. I stand on that I yeah. I don't even look at you <laughs> at all oh yeah I don't I don't look I you know I understand the fact that currently uh in Sweden I'm in the minority. Yeah. I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want trouble. Mm-hmm. You get what minding I mean? Minding your Yeah, I'm minding business. my business. I don't yeah. want trouble and for most of us we are just trouble. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to go to um some um barbering, barbering you know, shop, shop and Yeah, while sitting there the kind of conversation I hear I'm like, oh no, this is not a place I would want to, you know, come regularly. And it got to a point that of course stopped. I stopped because of covid and nice mommy that barbers uh, your yeah, hair. Yeah, mommy's my new barber. Yeah. And she she I does I have a shop. She does a good job though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, so although you don't trust me with your beard. Yeah, that I do myself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because because of the kind of conversation that I hear and that you know, I by, think there was one ex-convict who yeah, showed up there and was talking about his time in jail. Jail and, and Kwame got so, so scared. Yeah, I, I wasn't scared. I was uncomfortable. Mm. You know that I am actually seen associating with with ex-convicts. Yeah, or people. Like, I'm not saying that. I mean, ex-convicts it's, are it's bad. But there's there's some. some changed of course, afterwards of course but, but this one person I, didn't seem like yeah and was he was actually like bragging, bragging about a shooting incident that happened and all that and oh he was the one he went to jail and all that. i'm like mm, no that's not it mm-hmm. and you know i mean when i'm in the bus there are times that you see that oh, you, you actually draw my attention to the fact that oh um, those people are speaking like three. Oh, I'm like, can, like, yeah, our local, language. our local language. I'm like, and then we could tell these are Ghanaians. I don't even Look. notice. I don't even notice that they are the African, you know, for and let alone like Ghanaians. I don't mm-hmm. seriously. I don't notice. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? And that's because I just I'm minding my business. Mm-hmm. This is a country that I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a country that I really like. Of course, there everything is not perfect, you know, here in Sweden. But I really, as compared to my own country, yeah, Ghana. So I, I won't do <laughs> everything possible in order to still remain yeah. in Sweden. Nothing to jeopardize that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say that I mean I have my own perception and ideologies. I came in some of of course changed. For me, I am quite um, forward thinking. So that's how I tend to perceive myself. So if I see that um, how I think that does not resonate with how you also think, then please. You may have problems. Problem. And I don't want it to get there. You know me. So when it comes to um, saying my mind, I can also say my Mm -hmm. mind. But there are times that I just want to refrain or restrain a bit. Let's just be civilized and cordial. That's the Swedish kind of way once again. So I just want to be that. You know. So when I see that I mean, my my ideology does not agree with yours. Hey, do bye bye. Mm-hmm. Let's just you know go our separate way. I avoid you as much as you know I can, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for for me, that's um, the experience I've had with you know Ghana. Mm-hmm. Interesting, we've had similar similar you know experiences. experiences. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, that's it. But um, if you are coming to Sweden, if there's any advice, if you are coming to Sweden or you're already in Sweden, okay, and you are yet to engage. Some of this, you know, um, community, Ghanaian community, or maybe Afri- African communities. community. I urge you to be very careful. Just like uh, Mama said, you should observe from a distance. Just look deep within, you know, the group and see who the you kind think. Of people yeah. they are, what mm-hmm. are the things they believe in, mm-hmm. what are some of the things they stand for. Mm-hmm. Is there any of them that you see a similarity to? Mm-hmm. If not, just avoid them. If you just enjoy the company, you can just be there and only talk about the weather and how good the meat is. Things like that. But your personal life, no. And also don't look to them for help or anything because they won't help you. I mean, you you, you came to Sweden, you know, alone. Mm -hmm. And trust me, if you are going, you go alone. Yeah. And, And that's one thing that I think sometimes we get carried away with. When we come and we meet the community... We forget that we are not home. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we always have to keep at the back of our minds that you are not home. So don't expect things to be like home. Don't look for that much comfort just because you get comfort from such groups. It's like then you have to stay with them and endure those toxicity. Don't stay there if it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. 
you have to understand you are not home. So you will be uncomfortable. You will go out of your comfort zone. You will be sad. You will be lonely. It's because you are not home. And it's fine. If you want to feel like home, then you must as well go home. Or bring um, your family members. <laughs> exactly. You must as well go home or bring your family members. But just know that you have some discomfort. You have some problems to deal with just because you are not home mm. and it's okay to go through it's them fine. it's okay to be lonely it's fine it's, fine. it's temporary it's it's, temporary. it's not you know permanent yeah. it's temporary so mm-hmm. just know that and um you know where we are actually um um devastated you know is the fact that we have too much expectations of some of this you know groups we think they should help us and yeah, stuff like that. Like family, family and like all home. that. Yeah, you know. So then when they don't do it, then that's when you are disappointed. disappointed. And let me chip this one in quickly as well. I realized that for some of these groups, um, they would paint the picture as if they would want to help you. Mm-hmm. So you rest all your hopes or you bank all your hopes like on them and all that till the last or 11th hour then that's when you'd realize that they cannot help you. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, you're already Too going late. home. Yeah. You know, by that time, you're you are already going home. So, I mean, keep your options, you know, open. I remember when Mame was, um, wanted, you know, a job and stuff like that. Mame actually had a Swedish, you know, family. They helped her with the translation of her CV and stuff like that. If then, you want to know more about that story, I think it was in the episode, the episode. about finding a job in Sweden. Okay. Where I talked about how I got help with mm-hmm. getting a job. You yeah. know. And remember, one of the Ghanaian ladies also as well was also looking for a job. Yeah. And a Ghanaian was like, oh, go and contact, you know, mommy. So and she could tell you what she did. She did. And I'm like... Meanwhile, they had tips as to what to do. But nobody said Some of with them, them, I mean, went through the recruitment agency. Some of them, nobody said and anything. Mentorship yeah. programs, they were engaging in internships at places. You know. But they never told us yeah. how they got it or anything. Nobody says it. So It was later on we found out how they did it. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's it. So don't wait till the 11th hour. Then that's when you realize that, ah, oh, like I'm all by myself and mm-hmm. all that. Please open your eyes wild like a prairie mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and make sure that as much as possible if you can i mean you avoid this kind of engagement if you can of course just, just like Kwame said open your tentacles wide engage with other people too yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be people from your home country or other africans that you identify with but just be open to everybody else you know don't just bang all your hopes on one person but like Open your tentacles wide. I, I, you know what I always say that um, I have a lot of friends and family back home in Ghana, mm-hmm. and I have some friends across um, Africa as well because mm-hmm. of um, the, the previous work. work that I used to do as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So here in Sweden, and it's time for me to also have some European friends. Yeah, another friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, encounter and of course engage with other culture and all that, and mm-hmm. learn from it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for me, that's it, you know. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I always say this. I mean, in a joking, you know, way that I won't come to Sweden and look for Ghanaian friends. If that's what I want, then of course I would have lived in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I lived in Ghana, I had you. That's where you get lots of samples to actually choose from. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that, of course, if you're a Ghanaian listening to us, 
you can't be my friend of course no, you can you, you can, can just, it's just something friend. that I, yeah. I i say like joking yeah, yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. hey that's what it is yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's that has been our experience of Ghanaians being some way mm-hmm. and i think from some videos we've even seen on youtube and all it's not just us who experience there are a lot of other Ghanaians in the diaspora who go through things like who this. think Ghanaians yeah who thinks Ghanaians are some yeah. way so it's not just us no but i'm sure you listening you have even experienced your own form of some wayness yeah when it comes with to dealing Ghanaians. with Ghanaians, yeah, yeah. in the diaspora yeah. yeah so that has been our experience mm. and as we said um, your experience could be different from yeah. ours. You might meet. Maybe you meet Kwame and I. Yeah. So your experience will be like fantastic because we know when to stop. We won't ask those awkward that, questions. That is if you're yeah. open-minded. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you're open-minded, then of course you'd, you'd see us to be, you know, very interesting. Yeah. And I always say that, mommy, until you come and then open up and say, Kwame, I, I need help with this. Or this is something I need help with. Of mm-hmm. course, that's when I give my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't just come oh, sharing yeah no i don't yeah, do that so no. yeah that's about that we are not saying of course we are saints yeah. we also have our own flaws exactly. but of course um i think from our experience we think that it is best for us to avoid some of these communities because i will not ogawa for our personal and mental well-being mm-hmm. so that's why we are avoiding them maybe you you are okay with, with eating and stuff yeah. like that so or yeah maybe you are okay with the giving advice Maybe Even though they've okay not asked for it, yeah, yeah. Maybe we are okay with it, but mm. yeah, we are not. So mm. we are the ones who find it some way. Yeah. So yeah. That's, okay. That's, that's our experience. But let us know what you think about today's topic. If you've had any some way experiences, share with us. Let us know what it has been, and we will mention it in the next episode as well. Sure. So get in touch with us, guys. Communicate with us on our Instagram page, doa underscore immigrants. Let us know what you think. If you've had any experiences, share with us. And just let us know what you think about our experiences in Sweden as well. Let's, let's maybe just you, know what yeah, you think. Yeah, also in Ghana, you're experiencing this. Yeah. yeah so. Or maybe you think we're overreacting. Yeah. Like, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. So until the next episode, have a lovely week, guys. Okay. And join us next week. Sure. Bye-bye. Hey, doll.